Hi there, I'm Colin Green. You're listening to Spike Pit, but this is not one of my normal episodes. I'm calling these episodes my drive-by episodes, wherein I speak a little bit more candidly about the things that are on my mind. I'll be pulling less punches, maybe biting a bit less on my tongue. Now, if you think that's perhaps not such a good thing, then this is not the episode for you. Remember, this is a drive-by. Well, what is this episode? Well, it's a drive-by, and I'm thinking of it as something like an audio sketchbook. It's a series of ideas that, for one reason or another, haven't made it into their own episodes. They're just thoughts and sketches that have popped into my head. So it's an assemblage. Some of it dates back to October, perhaps, 2019. So we're looking at a good few months I have got everybody's call-ins coming together on the ongoing subject of dice tables, railroads. I've got the continuation of my discussion with Ray Otis coming up soon and further episodes dealing with my review of Romance of the Perilous Land. But for now, I'm putting this one out. Not super long. Some pretty wacky stuff in here. Hope you enjoy it. And I will say, if you're tuning in for the first time, or you're a regular, thanks for listening. Just pondering this idea of doing games or gaming reviews for products related to RPGs. Hmm, and the problem I've got is... I don't especially want to acquire a whole heap of stuff. But it occurs to me that it's a little bit difficult reviewing a book if you've only got the PDF. Somehow I don't feel like that is such a... comprehensive review especially as if I'm into buying books I actually want to know a little bit about the quality of construction and the print in the paper and all that sort of book stuff so if there's enough interest or a decent amount of interest and people are keen to hear more walkthroughs and reviews. What I think I'm going to need to do is start approaching some publishers to see about getting some review copies. Then maybe once I've done the reviews, perhaps I can move on some of this gear through competitions and giveaways, stuff like that. So that's something I've been pondering. It's just an idea. I would welcome suggestions from any listeners if they've got any advice 
as to how Old Spike Pit could proceed. Another thought I keep coming back to is this idea that I heard TJ Drennan talking about on his Commute Home episode where he was speaking about doing away with hit points and instead using a usage die. I like the thought of this idea of an uncertainty. Um, I think there's a little bit of something lost when you know perhaps the maximum damage an enemy can do to you and you can calculate whether going into a, a combat is something something you can do quite safely. Um, I I like I like there to be that risk, and a lot of games achieve this uncertainty. You could do it with exploding dice, so that you you never know what someone can do when they've got an exploding dice, or you could just make combat very deadly so you know any sort of combat there's always um, a risk a sort of um, maybe something like a a game where there's injury tables and if you roll really badly you you could achieve a sort of a, a, a fluky kind of fatality I also like the idea of um something i was i was knocking around was this idea of scars so maybe your character goes down in a combat maybe they survive and then there's um what some systems would call lingering injuries i'm imagining a a kind of negative tag <laughs> So maybe if you get hit hit with a mace or blunt weapon, you become crunch averse. <laughs> uh, or um, I don't know. It's it's just I think there could I think there's a lot of scope around changing this idea of damage and injuries and hit points. I think there's a lot of confusion about what hit points have meant in games like Dungeons and Dragons and um, I'm certainly interested to explore that a little bit more and I'd be interested to hear what other people think on this. I know uh, TJ was talking about for Anchorites Appreciate Arneson Mumphy is looking to release uh, a game and he, I believe, is using the usage die in um, in the place of hit points. So, yeah, look forward to seeing how that works out. Just driving along and an idea, like a memory, a recollection, just struck me. I was thinking about this idea of designing a game and the way that a lot of 
podcasters I'm listening to are designing games. And I had this recollection of something I I don't know its actual name. I don't know what it was actually called, but I was around about I want to say I was six or seven, and I had this book called I used to call it a Lego Ideas book, and I think that might have been the correct name. It was an official Lego product. It was fairly chunky. It, oh, I don't know. I can't even guess the number of pages. It, it was like a, a substantial magazine size and thickness. Something like maybe an old Dragon magazine type of thickness. But full colour glossy pages it was full of photographs images no no text if I recall correctly other than the typical text that you might get in a Lego instruction booklet so some largish numbers but not a lot of that because what it was it was divided into sections, so there was a section for kind of what is now Lego City, but we used we used to just call it Lego Town. There was um, sort of like uh, a space Lego, which was it was still the early days of kind of space Lego, so it had a fusion of um, like regular Lego, like Lego Basic, and space components uh, there was knights lego knight stuff in there and in the center was a like a pull out double page spread there might have been a couple in fact with stickers that you could use to embellish your lego and then there was examples in the photography and the artwork of these stickers being used and, and, and what it was were these kind of like a collection of dioramas of Lego, what I would call setups in in the various different worlds and locations. And th- this book rarely left my side. I mean, it was such an inspiration. It was one of those things. Well, you know when you get an image and every time you look at it, you sort of spot something else or a little uh, synapse in your mind fires and it starts off this chain reaction of, uh, of creativity. Um, and when they call it an, <clears throat> an ideas book, what an understatement. And it occurred to me, and, and it's not the first time this has occurred to me, this idea of really dialing up the visual aspect of an RPG uh, and, and quite deliberately dialing back the uh, the text or the word count I, I I think there's merit in this I think there's mileage to be had especially the way people talk about art 
in their, their role-playing games. It seems to be really influential. And uh, I just think that's worth exploring. I, I don't specifically know how I would do that, but at a conceptual level, this really appeals to me. And like I say, that, that ideas book was just... Well, it was responsible for so many spin-off ideas and I can't believe it wouldn't work in um, in, a, in a different application. A while back now, there was a lot of buzz around delving deeper. This idea of a D6 damage, ver- the, you know, the sort of original edition of Dungeons and Dragons used this D6 damage, um, basic, Moldvay basic, didn't start out with variable damage. And there was quite a discussion around what is the best way to look at this variable damage. Rob from Down in a Heap has probably been the person to talk the most about it with um, some really quite in-depth episodes. Myself, I quite like the fixed D6 damage. It's quite close to the way damage is handled in Black Hack, although the Black Hack is a little bit more nuanced. It uses character based damage which I also quite like but just recently something popped into my head after reading ICRPG and it was talking about the whole business of using hearts for effort which kind of replaces hit points and it talks about modifying your games to take on some of the designer Hank's ideas from ICRPG RPG, adding them into your sort of game of choice. And it got me thinking, for my D&D games, I wonder if I could make a a bold departure from tradition and uh, ramp up the damage a little bit. Do away with your D4s, D8s, D10s, D6s, all that sort of stuff and perhaps switch over to a small, medium and large or light, medium and heavy type uh, type categories for weapons with light weapons being D6, medium weapons being 2D6 and heavy weapons being 3D6. I reckon you are looking at some... Um, significant differences between weapons at that point. I feel like this could also have the additional effect of speeding up combat a little bit. Might make things a little bit more fatal for all concerned. Well, I guess there's not much might about it. You're increasing the damage, so yeah, you're going to speed things up and make things more fatal. However, I do feel like I've perhaps just pulled the pin out of a grenade I'm going to set that gently on the floor and retreat to a safer distance 
Thank you for listening to this Spike Pit Drive-By episode. If you've enjoyed the show, consider spreading the word via social media. Take care. Catch you later. Oh, darling.